There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And I will be honest with you, it is a Dece- it is a doozy of a December. I was yeah. just telling Sasha this this morning. She was like, are you coming to the studio? And I was like, hold up, it's Tuesday. We record on Tuesdays. I forgot. Like, I don't even actually know. I don't know if I forgot it's Tuesday. I was just like not even cognizantly aware that it was Tuesday. <laughs> it was like me a couple weeks ago. I was like, um, yeah, I forgot I took Tuesday off and didn't like let you know. So here we are. <laughs> Let's just push it back a little later. It is. So yeah, life right now is like so strange timing wise mm-hmm. because one, Nebraska is technically Nebraska football, I should say, is technically in its off season. Mm -hmm. And once Nebraska football goes into the off season, things do get more relaxed. However, right now we're still waiting on coaching announcements. The transfer portal is absolutely like exploding right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The news just isn't ending. And on top of that, I am three weeks from a little over three weeks from my wedding. And so like, my brain is just absolutely mush. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know what's going on half the time. And people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. Like, there's actually like not a lot to like be overwhelmed about, I guess. Mm. It's it's just like little details. Like, I will say RSVPing and tracking people down has been like such an experience. But then also finding out that like people moved and I feel I'm not talking to you Sasha by the way we have talked individually but like yours your address change happened like literally on the cusp of sending them so that was just like an unfortunate timing situation but I'm saying like people that like I specifically said has anything changed and they said no and then I had their at their like invitation return and I'm like what are you doing (laughs) anyway um, I know a lot of you commiserate with that because I've heard from a lot of you on Instagram who are like, oh, yeah, it's all those little details. Mm-hmm. It's all the little things that add up. The big stuff is like easy to deal with. It's mm-hmm. all of these like little things that. It's the I tedious mean, even, stuff. Yeah, It's even just like with the supply chain issue, like I'm pretty much like if I can't get something local at this point, like it's not getting shipped. Like, mm-hmm. so let this be a lesson if you need to shop anywhere this holiday season, I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to shopping local, especially like, so obviously we're based in Nebraska. So like I'm familiar with local Nebraska, but Mm -hmm. wherever you are, there are people in small businesses that you can like quite literally change their day by going and submitting an order. But it's just, instead of going and buying something from a big box store, if you don't have to now, I say that mindfully. I love Target. I love a good, but I'm saying like, for instance, in Omaha, there is a store that my friend 
helped co-found called Made in Omaha. It's an incredible store. You go in there, they have three locations in Omaha now that are, you can, you can get to one very easily from where mm-hmm. you are. You can get so much good stuff. You can get all these, all these amazing goods that are created by people locally in Nebraska. And so yeah. not only are you supporting the Made in Omaha business, but you're supporting all of these businesses in Nebraska who you can quite literally change their holiday season. Mm-hmm. So there's a friendly reminder as you are shopping this holiday season, try to shop small if you can. Understood that that's not always feasible for everyone. But when you can, you can make a huge difference. So just saying. Yes, just Absolutely. Saying. Um, and if I can add a little bit there, um, I don't do it as much anymore, but um, I had a little side hustle business where I was like making hats and things like that. And that hats. helped me through um, what I, like my unemployment at the time. So um, just know that not if that's not always the case, but sometimes it helps, you know, put an extra, you know, meal on the table or helps them, um, you know, put gas in their car, things like that. So Keep that in mind. I still have the hats that you uh, that you made for me. They're they're good hats. Like just saying, I'm not telling you to go pick that back up. Like I'm not <laughs> telling you like go spend all your time like making. I'll more do hats, custom orders from time to time, but <laughs> they're very <amazing>. good. <laughs> um, no, we were going to actually. This is like a perfect segue because mm-hmm. we were going to do a mailbag episode. But here's the deal: because <laughs> this week has been absolutely, and, and not even this week, just this month so far mm-hmm. has been absolutely chaotic. And I know so many of you have felt the same way because it just feels like every time I open Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, everyone is just kind of in the same boat. We're just full How was it already the like end of the year. Of the first week of December is already gone. How is that possible? yeah I I don't know and honestly like I opened I opened the thing my like uh thing to tell me like how many days until the wedding I was like no that's incorrect like I'm gonna need you to actually change that I need Um, you to back up because there's so much to do um but we were we were gonna do the mailbag with the best of intentions and forgot to like send out a call for your questions Mm. and we know that many of you um, wait until you see the call for us from us on like Twitter to say something. So we apologize. Um, it, it just was what it was. So we I think it works move. out better this way, actually, because when we record next week's episode, it'll be right before a holiday break. So yes, I think timing wise, we couldn't have done this better. <laughs> no, it, you know, sometimes the best, best laid plans are better to not have happen. Um, so this works out really, really, really well. Um, we're going to do it next week. We will send the call out on, on Twitter, but just right here on the top of the show, if you'd like to send us a question, it can be about anything mm-hmm. or it doesn't even have to be a question. It can just be like, tell us about your life. Um, mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. So mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. But you can also tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha 72. We're happy to take questions that way, but that's what we're going to plan for next week. It'll be a nice, um, it'll be a nice like before sort of holiday break ish, if you will, because we will have a couple of weeks off is kind of what we were talking mm-hmm. about. And then we will hit the new year. Um, there's, I don't know how to say, I was going to say hard and heavy. And that's like such a weird way of saying that. <laughs> full speed ahead. Just full speed ahead. Whatever. <laughs> like, it's cool. We're going to just like start the new year strong. <laughs> Got it. But for that reason, we we're like, what should we talk about today? And this is something that like, 
I have seen other people talk about, and I have to give credit where credit is due. The person that I think does a really nice job of having this conversation on a really like nuanced level is Kate Kennedy, who, um, she has the Be There in Five podcast. I'm a big fan of hers. Now, I will tell you, I, I always recommend Kate Kennedy if you're a fan of pop culture. But when you open her podcast, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Each episode is like two to two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Her intention is it is a long form podcast. It's meant to deep dive subjects. It's meant to be spent you're meant to spend time with it. So if you're driving, if you're working on things and you're just looking, if you're out taking a walk, that is what it is for. So don't, if you're somebody who's like, I love pop culture, I would love to like kind of join the Be There in Five community. Just don't be like alarmed right? <laughs> when you see the like, the show listening time. I, I tackle those episodes like over a week because mm-hmm. that is just how it works. Um, but the reason I want to give her credit is she spends a lot of time on her Instagram, especially talking about the policing of women's interests and how people really love to like kind of gatekeep what women like as um, frivolous and, um, oh, like women just like this and that. Like she explains a lot that like this doesn't happen with men. Like people don't police what men mm-hmm. like. They're not saying like, oh, look at you for liking this thing. It's very much like, oh, of course, um, women like these things. And her big example recently has been Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. um, especially around the like 2009 to 2012 time period. It was sort of, um, if you liked Taylor Swift, it was like, oh, you're just going through a relationship breakup and like, oh, you're just a girl. Like it was, that was, and I mean, as a fan of Taylor Swift, that is the experience I had of people kind of viewing it as this like frivolous thing. Mm -hmm. I just like, I just like the artist who likes to talk about men and breakups. And that is something that has gotten better, I'd say in the last decade. But when you even think of like how we've treated young women in Hollywood and we treat like think of Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, um, even Paris Hilton. And remember like Paris Hilton and Nikki, Nicole Richie, I just made her name one. (laughs) Nicole Richie did the show, the simple life. Yes. And people, it was like the intention was to sort of make fun of themselves. They were in on the joke, but people would make fun of the things that interested them. Like Mm -hmm. if you like fashion and handbags and all these things, like, Oh, you're just an idiot. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Paris and Nicole both have understand they come from very right, very privileged backgrounds. So I want to I want to just preface that, but like both of them have also created brands for themselves, substantial careers been, for themselves. Yeah. Now, yeah, they had help getting there. That's sure. not my point. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like women can be business minded and have all of these things that interest them and create things while also liking these things that people deem frivolous. So anyway, that was kind of something that over the last week, especially has kind of gotten to me because especially around the re-release of red, which we kind of touched on a little bit in a recent episode, people have spent time disregarding that album and the re-release of it as Taylor Swift only did it because she's hung up on a relationship from 10 years ago, which is absolutely not why she did that. She does not care about a relationship she had with right. Jake Gyllenhaal 10 years ago. She cares about owning her music and ha- being the person who owns it. And honestly, she wouldn't be doing this if Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta had not made it impossible for her to purchase her own masters if they had just let her purchase her own masters she would not be doing this right now right and so the fact that people sum sum up everything she is doing as she just can't get over a relationship from 10 years ago is such 
a bonkers yeah. way of viewing the situation. And it, I'm sorry, I had to look up what the hell was going on, to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> what is this like, scarf thing? For like- <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, there's no way that people are oversimplifying this entire situation as a Jake Gyllenhaal thing. Also, who gives a shit about that at this point? That was 10 years ago. What it is about is the bigger picture and owning the rights to her own music that she created and wrote. Like, and it's art insane. Is art. Like, yes. That's the thing, too. It's like art is art. Like, yeah. things change. Like, feelings change. Like, I know this is not quite like X's and like O's. Like, these are two different, like, or you know, it's a little bit of apples and oranges, mm-hmm. but like, think of even like this podcast. I, I always say, I hope that we grow every episode that we have, but it is fun to revisit previous episodes that we have talked about and had. Mm-hmm. This is something that like we own and we create. And there's that ownership of like, say somebody came along and was like, this no longer belongs to you. Now this happens a lot in creative spaces. I yeah. just want to like point this out for you all. This is a totally separate tangent, but I mean, when you probably some of you probably didn't even pay attention to it and that's totally fine but the biden administration basically put it it start like i'd have to go look at like what the exact verbiage and language was but like basically was wanting to put an end to um non-compete or non-competes so Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you would get a job in an industry even like in sports journalism you would be required to sign a non-compete that essentially says if you leave for whatever reason, whether you're fired or Mm -hmm. you quit, whatever the reason is, you cannot go get another job within that specific market on that specific topic, whatever, for a year, for five years. Like basically there's like this moratorium where you can't work or you have to move or go somewhere else or find a different job. Mm -hmm. That is how a lot of these creative spaces work where like people, I get it. They, they don't want to essentially have their own competing against themselves, but it's such Mm -hmm. a, it's, I, I say I get it, but I also don't because it's such BS. Because if yeah. you're seriously like concerned about people becoming like, why are you so worried about people becoming so great under your watch that you can't let them leave? Like, isn't mm-hmm. that a testament to you that you have created somebody who can go on and do something more and bigger and yep. forge a path for themselves with your help because you were a part of that journey instead of like limiting them because you are afraid of what they can do. Anyway, I could spend a whole day on non-competes yeah. and like all of that stuff. But my point is creative industries to begin with are shitty and so in the case of taylor swift she is shining a light on that so when you basically boil the entire situation down into this is just this young woman being so hung up on an old boyfriend you are actually discrediting the bigger point here and what she is actually trying to accomplish which will benefit people beyond just her space Mm -hmm. it will make it easier for other people to get access to their masters if you want to like go spend some time with it go look up the battle that prince had with his masters like this is look up actually if you haven't and i i would love for you to go spend some time and look at who the beatles masters have been owned by like this is something where like the creative industry does not make it easy for people to own their work. And it basically strips people of their ability to make money on their work. Mm -hmm. So when you boil it down, especially for a woman, when you, if the Beatles had done what Taylor is doing right now, I really have a hard time. People would be going, Oh, they're reliving relationships from 10, 20 years ago. They'd be going (laughs) applauding them for like, good job for trying to get your music back. 
it is a and when anyway. and when the, the height of all of that for the Beatles, I remember specifically them being applauded for doing that, for going after their masters and trying to figure out, you know, how to get the rights to their masters. Yeah, I mean, if you go look at like Prince and like the battle that he went after, and he he had an eighteen. I just went and looked it up because I I wanted to be clear on like his yeah. whole situation. Um, he had an 18 year battle trying Mm -hmm. to get his masters. Um, it came to an end in April of 2014. Um, but like a lot of these, a lot of these labels, what they do to get you back or get you to get like to own your masters in the case of like Taylor Swift is they'll say, we'll give you one of your previous albums masters. If you, for every new album that you record and, it still just chains people into deals that are not as great. It like now that Taylor Swift is in the situation that she is in, she's been able to um, get more creative. She's released um, two like more folk albums as a result of like, well, no one's really telling me I can't. She essentially created two albums that don't have radio hits on them. She basically decided I'm going to just make these albums because I want to not because they have the like um, top 40, radio hit sitting here on either of them and so like her old album label probably would have said no that's not going to work for us because we need to get the money from the radio like we need to get this on the radio but she now can do that so had she decided oh i'm just going to stay and deal with the situation i'm in so i can get my masters oh would we have ever gotten some of the albums that we have now so anyway My point to Sasha was, and the reason that this has just really bothered me a lot is I'm, I'm really tired of people policing women's interests on any level. Like I'm tired of people thinking it's cute when women like sports or thinking it's this when women like that, like women like men, like anyone is we are we are nuanced human beings yeah. we can have all kinds of interests for all kinds of different reasons and if somebody likes pop culture and likes top 40 or likes um heavy metal like mm-hmm. none of it like none of it is open for you to decide like oh that's precious or mm-hmm. whatever it is or oh of course mm-hmm. sorry it's just something that like i have also noticed more frequently when i see people also talk about women in sports yep. and it just when you brought up heavy metal, honestly, I had a conversation on a different podcast entirely um, about that. They had me that on to or, talk. Or was it the Meathead Test Kitchen podcast? No. Um, oh, dang it. Come on. <laughs> um, but uh, they had me on specifically to ask me questions about being a girl who likes heavy metal music. And like what, my, how, how it was different for me going to shows because I was a girl. And like... It was fine because I I was prepared for that. Like I knew that they were going to ask, you know, about that. But now that you bring this up, it kind of like, now that I'm, you know, hindsight's always 2020, I'm like, well, why would, why would it be different just because I'm, I'm a girl? I get that it is because of the nature of the conversation we're having right now, but why does it have to be that way? Why is it, you know, why am I a, a flower, a daisy in a, a mm-hmm. field of, you know, dandelions? Like, why, why, why does it make me different just because I happen to be a female? People like yeah. what they like and it, it shouldn't matter what, what our anatomy is or anything like that. 
See, now I feel bad because you were a guest on another podcast, but I'm still going to tell people <laughs> the Meathead Test Kitchen podcast is a great podcast you should listen to. And I was going to be like, I haven't listened to this episode. Which episode is this about? It all makes a lot more sense now. Um, I'm sitting here. I'm like, which one did I miss? Um, yeah, I just, I think there's kind of this like, and I will, I will say, let me also add to it that there is a level of, um, I wouldn't say that this is just something that only women mm. deal with either. I yeah. will say that gay men deal with a lot of like mm. questioning about the things that they like too. There's a lot of like, Oh, you also like this wild. Like, yeah, it's almost like we're like unicorns and like, Oh, you like things that are, you know, quote unquote, not, or like I said, if and I actually, I just, it just came to me. There was this really great TikTok where this young woman, she, she was like, whenever a guy is like, you're not like the other girls, I respond, no, I absolutely am. I am a hundred percent like all of the other girls. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't do that. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of something that like, I've also had to unpack because I remember growing up in sort of like a like badge of honor was to be like, I'm not like the other girls. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so different. And like, Oh, I don't have many girlfriends. Like I definitely get along better with the boys. And to be honest with you, like that's totally fine. If like yeah. you have more, um, friends that are men, if you find yourself, uh, you know, getting along in a different friend group that, yeah. you know, is traditionally more men, or if you're a man, more women, whatever the case is, we all align with people who have similar interests yep. or who just match our energies. And that can be a bunch of different people. But the fact that we have to summarize it as like this, I'm different. I'm yeah. not like the other people. It just, it's kind of BS. Yeah. Why do I, now that you say that, like, I remember that conversation like quite a bit especially when I was growing up slash in high school when things get a little hairy and people are super judgmental and material things start mattering a whole hell of a lot more um but I frequently had that conversation even like with my mom at you know like at the time she'd be like well you're kind of a tomboy I'm like well why do I have to have now that I'm thinking about it like why do I have to have like a label just because I happen to like this set of things versus this set of things It, it doesn't matter like People like what they like and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. gender. Uh, it doesn't matter. And none of it matters. None of it matters. <laughs> Let people like what they like. It's okay. Yeah, and to, be, to be honest with you, like I have worked with high school kids mm-hmm. and I understand there's kind of this idea that like young women are dramatic, but I'm going to just say right now, young men are equally dramatic, if not more. Right. And like, I get really tired of this like belief system that only young women or girls are like mean and dramatic and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, or experience emotions. Yeah. The difference is for like boys and young men, I'll be honest with you. And I, like I said, I've worked with young people when I was coaching and specifically when I was working at boys town. Mm -hmm. And now these are, these are okay. This is like such a like bizarre conversation now because it's like kind of like taking, it's doing exactly what always happens. It's like taking all of these side roads, but I have a point. So the one thing that I had never thought about until I worked at Boys Town is how like even sometimes the most basic things have to be broken down for somebody. So if somebody never learned how to appropriately greet someone, how do you teach that to somebody? Mm-hmm. How do you explain to them, here's how you go about um, introducing yourself and all of these things? And you might go, you just go up and say hi and shake their hand, but you have to break things down in steps. You mm-hmm. have to explain um, nope, you know, okay, you're going to look them in the eye, you're going to say hello, you're going to offer your hand, 
whatever. You have to break them down. And so like pretty much like all of these different skills that we would teach and have to work on with these kids um, and these young, these young people, Mm -hmm. we would have to break them down into very, like very like specific steps because for a lot of them, these were the first times that they were being presented with this information. So my, my point with this is, is for young people, they're so impressionable and they're, they're looking to you to sort of guide them through Mm. what is and isn't okay. And so it's kind of that thing, like when you, when a toddler falls and like, it's not a bad fall. So you want to watch your reaction because you don't want to (gasps) go because they're going to then start crying because they recognize the action of falling should warrant that reaction Mm -hmm. when in fact it maybe doesn't because they're maybe actually not hurt. It just more was shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, So my point with this with like young people is in a lot of cases, their experiences are what is told to them. So like girls can't like this or girls can like this. Boys can't have emotions. Boys can't feel a certain Mm -hmm. way. So we we are. Then they carry that stuff into adulthood. And then we wonder why we don't progress. It starts young. Oh, the fact that like majority of the skills that I had to work on with when I had to work with young people, the, the amount of skills that like I had to work on with young men that were like basically allowing them to show emotion Mm. or to explain what Mm. they were feeling, because that was a part of a skill set that we, you want people to have the ability to explain, here is how I'm feeling here's what I'm going through. Here's what's going on in my mind. But so often they've never been told that's okay. They have been basically presented with the point of view that like, if you have feelings of any kind, you're weak. Mm -hmm. And then, so for like young women, um, I will be honest that it's not perfect, but like for young women, because there's a belief system that young women overreact and that women are just so emotional. Like you, (laughs) they they like feed off of these belief systems that already exist so I remember a lot of the skill sets I worked on with young women was basically like before we react let's take a breath and let's work through these skills of like processing information but here's the thing a lot of times these were things that had been built into their foundation Mm -hmm. their belief system of Mm -hmm. like this is as a young person I am supposed to act as a young woman I'm supposed to be emotional and erratic in this and this and this Mm -hmm. for young men it was I'm supposed to be stoic and strong and not have emotions but the thing is is both of those create really unhealthy environments for somebody and so I guess my bigger point is is like when we are not cognizant of how we sort of like our own biases mm-hmm. and how we treat situations we do create like these like we do put this into like kids minds yep. that you if you like this it's frivolous if you act like this you're being over dramatic like you know what people just like things they have reactions yep. and they have nothing to do with your gender with your age with yep. who you like it is just because you're a human being and, and you are going like. to like things and react to things. <laughs> that's why I honestly, like I stopped using the term guilty pleasure um, because I, d- I shouldn't like to me, like when I actually think about what that means, that means that I shouldn't like something because the general population of people doesn't like something. You know what my favorite, one of my favorite bands is to this day. And no, I haven't listened to the new album and I know Sky's going to tweet at me. Yeah. Limp Biscuit. I've always Ooh. liked them. I've had, I have every single album they've ever put out. It, I like them so much, in fact, that when I, I think I was in sixth grade, 
It might have been in fifth grade, but I got their first album twice because I (laughs) like people didn't realize that, you know, I had it. But I used to feel like because I get made fun of for liking them, because uh, to be honest with you, as musicians, musician wise, they're great. But Fred Durst isn't very talented. Um, so, but, but people would make fun of me for that. So I felt like I had to like be ashamed because I liked this band. And I I think that like broader picture wise, when we are telling people that they need to feel ashamed or are shaming people for liking a certain thing, a lot of times people, especially when it comes to music, I think Mm. identify with the artist or like Dave Grohl has said before. You could write, I know me too, um, but you can write a song as the, as the person who wrote the song and the lyrics to it. And you have 5 million different interpretations of that song because people take words and apply them to what they're going through at that time, et cetera, et cetera. So like maybe somebody over here likes, you know, this Taylor Swift song because of this and over here another person's interpreting it entirely differently. Like that's the beauty of music. But I don't think that we should be telling people that they should feel guilty for liking whatever the hell they like. Like, and I've heard, I brought this up to you earlier. um, Like with crocheting, it's crocheting, by the way, everyone knitting is not what I do. They are different. They're different. (laughs) But I, you know, I would I'm not get. Saying that, I'm saying that sincerely. <laughs> yes, like, yes. I, I they actually are follow a TikTok account that's just a woman who crochets. They are different. They are different. <laughs> um, but I, you know, when I first started doing that, I did it just because I needed to keep my hands busy. I didn't want to just be, you know, watching TV all the time. It was something I could focus on. Um, but I would get made fun of because, you know, it's a old person thing. I'm like, well, that's pretty ageist, um, first of all. And, and second of all, it's just, I like, no one asked me why I started doing it. Yeah. It was always just, Oh, that's funny. Can you make this like bra thing? It'd be hilarious if you just gave oh it to God. a man. And I like, I'm like, come on, you guys, you all, I should say it's just <sighs> allow people to, to enjoy things. It's okay. We don't all have to like the same stuff. I think, yeah, I remember when I was in high school. It's, so it's funny that you say that just about letting people enjoy things. And you're speaking about music like Limp Bizkit. So yeah. when I was in high school, I was in high school in the peak of at least the early part of high school. So it was like more like end of middle school, early part of high school was really the peak of the pop punk era. Yeah. Like new found glory. Yep. Um, I love all that Blink- stuff too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Blink-182. Yeah. Um now, the thing is, is like, I liked some more, like, I mean, they're not small potatoes by any means, mm-hmm. but like, I liked like MXPX, which like yeah. I feel like a lot of people knew, but like, they weren't quite at the same level of like, whatever. But I do yeah. remember in that era that if a band got, made it big, got a record deal, um, started to go beyond Warp Tour, actually yeah. had their own tours, yep. it became, they were selling out. Yep. And I remember there was a young woman in my school who was like a gatekeeper of music. She was like, if you like newfound glory and this kind of stuff, like you're, you're basically a poser. And that was like the worst thing that could be told you is that the music you like was bad. And I like, I remember thinking like, well, I have to listen to this other stuff. So I would listen to some of the stuff that I knew she liked. And to be honest with you, I was just like, this is not great. Now it's probably great music to somebody, but it just didn't work for me. And I was, I would be so miserable trying to make myself like listen to this stuff to like feel Feel like I'm doing something cool. Mm -hmm. 
But the thing I have realized as I have gotten older is one, I still love real good, like just um, yellow card pop punk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> the too. pop punk era of just like dashboard confessional, mm-hmm. like that stuff is just absolutely yeah. still just amazing. Um, Pulls up my little heartstrings. <laughs> yes. As I have gotten older and my Spotify Spotify reflects this is like, I truly just love pop music. Yeah. Like I am a, I am a big pop music fan. I, um, now I kind of have gotten into what Spotify claims is indie pop, which mm-hmm. sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. Basically, it just means independent pop music artists. Like right. these are people who haven't yet made it big in the pop realm, but mm-hmm. their music is still considered traditional pop. Um, that's the funny part is when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, indie pop is one of like my higher ones. They're like, oh, and I'm like, no, it yeah. doesn't. It just literally means independent pop music artists. Like <laughs> right. if that is what it is. Um, no, that doesn't mean that there aren't an occasional like band that comes along where I'm like, oh, dang, this is super good. This mm-hmm. is outside of the realm of what I would traditionally listen to. But we actually brought this up on an episode recently. If you go and look at like what your top songs were for 2021, for instance, you're going to notice a theme. Yeah. You are going to have a trend unless your kids are listening to your Spotify and then you'll have like whatever they're also listening to in there. Um, in fact, one of my favorite, I think, who was it um, on Twitter? Their daughter listened to like all Selena this year. So their top five songs were all Selena, which I love. I actually um, thought of you because um, a, a couple friends of mine uh, posted theirs and their daughter loves Hamilton. And so oh, yeah. all of it was just the Hamilton soundtrack. And I was like, I need to screenshot this and send it to Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, my 2020 was like entirely Hamilton and Taylor Swift. And then this year it was like basically all Taylor Swift. Um, I will tell you all, if you want a little like insider information, if you want to know how Spotify breaks these down, because you get your your year in review every Mm -hmm. like December 1st-ish, essentially, um, it runs November 1st through November 1st. So it actually does not run January 1st to January 1st, obviously. But if you're ever wondering, because I was like, when I was looking at it, I'm like, I listened to an aggressive amount of Taylor Swift in the month of uh, November because Red came out. Right. So I feel like my total should have been higher than it was. Um, it probably is if I actually took January to January. Right. But anyway, beside the point. But if you're ever wondering how they calculate it, it's it's November, November 1st, November 1st. Um, but, I, you know... I, the thing that I think is so cool about music is that we all hear it and we all react differently mm-hmm. to it. So an album, for instance, I'm just going to say, I have listened to Kanye West's new album. Mm-hmm. It does not speak to me. Now, there are some songs on it that I, I like. They're cool. They're great. Um, but it is just not mine. Like, I yeah. would not say that his recent album is something that speaks to me personally, but... I can appreciate the fact that there are people who do really appreciate that album. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Adele. I love Adele. I think she's amazing. I have listened to her new album. It's great. I don't think it's going to be on repeat for me. It's not an album where I'm going to be spending days and days and days listening to it. However, I can appreciate that there are people who will spend days and days and days and days listening to it because we all have these, we all interpret and absorb things differently. Mm. And I was just going to bring up, so my one of my other favorite bands, like probably, I mean, for the last three years that Spotify has been doing that rap thing, they've been my number one for three years in a row. Um, and they just put out a brand new album. 
It's every time I die for those wondering. Go check out Radical. It's freaking awesome. Um, But my husband likes it for a very different reason than I do. I think lyrically, this is the strongest album that they've ever done. And musically, he thinks this is because like, uh, it's just mind blowing, but he likes it because like the technicality of the musicianship is like top tier. But that's just like another example of like, he'll listen to that album front to back, probably skip a couple of the slower songs, but I'm going to listen front to back because lyrically, I think it's really strong. I'm a lyrics person. He's a musician person. Like, you know, it's, it, people just like things for different reasons and it's entirely okay. It's so okay. And like, I think of two, like I just, and we'll get off of music here in a second, although I could talk about music (laughs) all day, every day. The one thing I will add as well is like, I think of the, um, I think of 21 pilots. So Mm -hmm. I love 21 pilots. Mm -hmm. When I started getting into 20 pilot, 21 pilots, it was right on this cusp of their super big popularity. They, I kind of discovered them through somebody else. They came to Lincoln and played the Pinewood Bowl, and it was this really cool outdoor show. So, I mean, that was the level that they were at at that point, that they were playing an outdoor show at the Pinewood Bowl. Like, they came into the crowd. Like, that's the kind of stuff that they did because they hadn't yet kind of hit that mark. At that point, they'd had a couple of um, albums that had, you know, had been critically like acclaimed or whatever like gotten some good attention but it was really that blurry face album in 2015 that started to skyrocket them but it was really the song that they had in the um uh what's the movie that they uh i have to go look at it because my brain is like suicide squad yeah there you go so um it was Heathens, yeah. that song in Suicide Squad 2016 that really people were like, that was wait, 2016? Who is this? Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, people were like, who's this band? Yeah. So I love 21 Pilots, but I want to just explain like, this is what is really interesting about being artists and also the pressure that they must feel to create things that continue to like just really make resonate. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So similar to Taylor Swift, 21 Pilots loves Easter eggs. They love to put things in their mm-hmm. albums. They love to create, like they'll go create websites that like you can stumble upon and find and suddenly now, infer- like they love Easter eggs. They love doing these adventures. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were convinced that they were only only going to do one more album after Blurry Face because they, they'd said all along, we're only going to do this many albums. And once we hit that point, it was actually like just someone misinterpreting an Easter egg. So it's yeah. fine. But my my reason for this is, is so the album Trench comes out three years after Blurry Face. Blurry Face had absolutely just skyrocketed mm-hmm. the charts for three years. People were obsessed with that album. So they released Trench. And I feel like people now, Trench is probably my favorite album that yeah. they have ever put out. It's it just it's amazing to me. I love that album. But people hated it. Like there were people who were literally like. They took so many risks with this album to create something. And some people felt like they tried to essentially replicate Blurry Face in like a different way. Mm-hmm. So then they take another, what, three years? Yeah. And evaluate what is it that we even want to do? So they come out with Scaled and Icy. And then people are like, well, what the heck? This sounds more like Blurry Face, but actually different. Like they're, they're, it's more happy. And the thing is, is like Tyler and... Uh, the, the two, this two uh, members yeah. of, they had to eventually just be like, we're just creating, we're just doing we like. what we want to do. I mean, look like, at the evolution of like Green Day. I mean, yes. from Dookie to what the like American Idiot. I mean, my goodness, it's an entirely different band almost. And but that's kind what of gave them a hard time yeah. about that. Yeah. They're like, America, well, how you how do you get from this to this? And it's yeah. like because you're artists and you evolve and you aren't going to spend 
an entire career creating the exact same thing. Now, with that said, I understand there are people on this planet that are going to like a very specific part yes. of Green Day's disco- disc- discography. <laughs> um, they're going to really like certain albums yes. way more than others. And some people, same thing with anyone. You're going to like this. And I don't think that that makes anything, I don't think it makes whoever likes no. this piece of their time. Okay, to go back to the Beatles, like think of like there are people who really like the early albums. Yep. And those are very like boy band mm-hmm. um you, know, you think of like hold my hand yeah. and all that stuff. It's very different than Hey Jude. So like there are people who are going to like these different parts of their career mm-hmm. and it's okay. Just let people like what they like and understand that like people can, artists can change, people can change. And when somebody says, this is the piece that I like. So if somebody, okay, oh, sorry. There's so many thoughts in my head when people enter into something. So if somebody becomes a fan of something, mm-hmm. Whenever it is. So I think of sports too. Like we joke about bandwagons. I love yeah. a bandwagon, by the way. Hop on every bandwagon right. you want. Like you want to be on the Ole Miss bandwagon? Hop on. Like go for it. Lane Kiffin is quite the character. Mm-hmm. Get on that bandwagon. Um, I hate when people gatekeep things. When they yeah. go, well, you haven't been a fan of them for X amount so you of time. Can't. You haven't liked them yeah. that your whole life. How do you think fans are created? Right. They have to. There has to be an entry point. It. Yeah. There has to be an oh. entry point. Like <laughs> this one get that one gets me. <laughs> I, it does. It that that does like blow my mind. I'm like, who cares? It's an additional fan. Like, what are you mad about? I don't understand. You don't have to. Th- there isn't a um, requirement that you have to like enter at a certain point. It th- it doesn't matter. Just be welcoming. Like, don't claim to be the best fans and then get pissed at people when they want to join the party. Yeah, I s- I see a lot of that with like Taylor Swift fans, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like, I love y'all, but like there has to be sometimes like a step back moment because like, I don't love the like kind of sizing up like fan, like in within fandoms. I don't mm-hmm. like the sizing things up. I have been listening to Taylor Swift admittedly since she released Tim McGraw when I mm-hmm. was in high, was I still in high school? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I was still kind of into like, I I definitely am not as into country as Mm -hmm. I used to be. I think country music really needs to have an awakening because of like, don't get me on this with like the whole Casey Musgraves thing and how like the Grammys didn't want to view her music as country anymore. It's country. There's a reason it could not have gotten nominated in the pop categories because it is not, but I digress. (laughs) But anyway, I don't like country music as much anymore because I'm sorry, there are way too many people who are like standing for Morgan Wallen within country music. And I just, I can't do it. Mm. Um, but for me personally, at the time growing up, like I really liked Taylor Swift and um, it's, it's great. I am not going to go hold that over the, the 20 year old young woman who goes and discovers Taylor Swift right now through whatever right. album that has come right. out and be like, well, you can't be a huge fan because you haven't liked her since 2000 and right. you know, yeah. six like I have it doesn't matter like the fact that like Taylor Swift like any band like Green Day Limp Biscuit, for instance have brought fans along with them for decades this is a great thing this is mm-hmm. something that honestly has not happened much in the music industry beyond like when you think of like the Beatles Madonna yeah. like there are certain artists that carried people for a long time but there was also a, a point for people where it's like once you hit like your 40s you couldn't 
Right. You became almost like a caricature of yourself. Right. There are so many artists who have continuous con- now in the last decade continue to carry people with them mm-hmm. and are evolving their music. And instead of targeting maybe younger fans, have continued to just grow with their audience. Right. But as a result, have still picked up new fans. Mm-hmm. Why are you throwing them off of the bandwagon? Right. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say too, just like with the, the evolution of music, I don't know how we just focused on, I think That's focusing fine. on music is like, honestly, the easiest, like, I don't want to say palatable, but like the easiest way to have this discussion that everybody like fully can wrap their mind around. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like there was always a, a, when you brought up the, you know, oh, this band sold out, blah, 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 blah. There's also a lot of that, like, well, you can't be into this type of music because you didn't start with this band. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, my, why did I have to like this band to have that be my entry point? And that's the kind of gatekeeping that, like, I don't like, you know, like you, you oh my gosh, Taylor released all, re-released all of her or re-released Red, um, but mm-hmm. you know why? Why can't be, that be the jumping on point for somebody? It doesn't matter. Like we can all That's like what we like. Jumping on point, if it, you're right, no kidding. On. This is a great album. <laughs> yeah. Come along. <laughs> I just think that when it when it comes down to it, we're all allowed to to like the things that we like, and I feel like it just in general, we should just be more supportive of each other. We don't necessarily have to understand why anyone likes anything. It's none of our business. Mm-hmm. It's that person's business. But we could commiserate and, you know, maybe it's a band or a team or something that you don't understand. Like that could be a cool conversation and you don't know how close you could get to that person just because you are willing to have a conversation with them about the things that they like. Yeah, I think that's a great, I think you're right. I think music is such an easy, and again, maybe easy is not the right word, but it's, Mm. it's a, it's a it's a thing that we all understand. We mm-hmm. all like music what for one way or the other. But um, I even think of, I there was a TikTok that a young woman who was traveling across the country made where every single time she stopped for gas or to get food or something, she asked somebody at her stop to tell her, her tell her their favorite song or artist. Mm-hmm. And she created a Spotify playlist that yeah. was just like, here are all the things people liked. And so other people started taking this idea and turning it into other things. So I really wanted to do a version of that for Hale Varsity. And I went around at Fan Day, and I think I got to ask like 60 or 70 players, which was a really good return on mm-hmm. my like, time. Uh, the ROI was great on that. Um, I told them the only rule was I'm not going to tell anyone who told me what. Like the only people who are going to know are the person who was sitting next to you at that time. Um, if you don't want to tell them, you can message me. If you want to come over and tell me personally so that that person can't hear you, totally fine. So I created this playlist, and it was really interesting watching the reaction to it because people were so floored by it. And of course, like one person and I know who it is and I'm not going to tell anyone Mm -hmm. one player completely serious picked 22 by Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. and his reasoning. He's like, it's a good song. It makes me feel good. It makes me think of like his, the way he interpreted my question is um, a song, like basically a favorite song that like makes you think of people you love and moments that you love. Mm -hmm. And that was the way he interpreted it. And this was a song that he had positive memories attached to. And so he picked it. Um, And you had people who were just like, this is the song that's currently on repeat on my, on my Spotify right Mm -hmm. now, or this is the song that I remember listening to every day my freshman year, or I did this, or this is the one song 
one player picked somewhere over the rainbow because it reminded them of their mom and they're yeah. like, my mom loves this song. And so to hear the way that people attach themselves to things and the things that they love. And so here's this football team of like these big bruises, mm-hmm. like, you know, like your stereotypical, like big dudes. Mm-hmm. And they have all of these, this nuance and interests that are so different and relatable that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty when we let people just like what they like. Yeah. You get to experience really cool things about people because like I said, I would have not have known that the person who picked Somewhere Over the Rainbow had this deep connection of that song with their mom where I'm like, I hope you dance to that someday when you yeah. get married. I hope that is your dance with your mom. Um, but like even just like 22 by Taylor Swift, like, hey, I have positive memories attached to this. That kind of stuff is really, really cool when you mm-hmm. start to realize like, hey, people can like things that may seem out of the usual to you, but there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And don't gatekeep these things. Let yep. people have the things that they love. Yes. 100%. Just let people like things. And that goes back to like with women, like you don't have to like make things like cute or oh that's typical like no it's not we are nuanced human beings regardless of like yeah he he she him i'm he him they them none of it matters whoever you are like you are allowed to like what you like because you are just a human being like you you don't have to be gatekept on this whole thing exactly oh i get so passionate about this me too it well, may, it's like irritating. <laughs> Just it's irritating. Let people like what they like. My goodness. When you send us an email or a tweet over this next week for a mailbag, why don't you also tell us a favorite, something that you are enjoying right now or you yeah. enjoy? Um, I would love to hear it because here's the thing. I appreciate that you, Sasha, said I need to stop saying guilty pleasure because I also need to do the same. So I'm going to just tell you all this right now. I really like certain Real Housewives franchise franchises. Um, it isn't a guilty pleasure because there's nothing to feel guilty about. Right. I really enjoy just watching this show because it is chaotic and dramatic in all the best ways. And it literally brings me joy. Yeah. So Vanderpump I'm Rules. I'm the same way with Vanderpump Rules. I love that show. I it's mean, just it's chaos no and guilty nonsense. Pleasure. Yes. It's just a show that you like because yep. good grief. Like sometimes like watching other people's drama can be really, it can be very entertaining. Yes. There's a reason these shows exist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, tell us, tell us things that you're loving right now. Could be shows, could be music, could be um, bowl games that you're excited mm-hmm. to see. I mean, I'm personally excited to see the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They're saying that they're going to donate to charity if somebody does, instead of a bucket of Gatorade, if they do a bucket of mayonnaise. Oh so, gosh. like, I'm here for it. So, tell us all of your favorite things and also send us questions. Yes. And you can do that at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. You can also tweet at us at Sasha72, at Aaron Sorensen, and we'll just answer everything next week. We'll have yeah. a good time. I'm excited for it. We'll see how many tangents we can go on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Um, This podcast is entirely possible because of all of you. So thank Mm. you again. Um, We will be back next week. Again, mailbag episode. Send your questions. Mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. Until then, have a good week. Go enjoy some things. Yeah. People just enjoy. And we will talk to you. We will talk to you. I always say next week, but whatever. Well, the next episode. Just let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. A Huda Media Production.